Hello and welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. How you guys doing? And today we have another special guest. His name is Mr. Jared Jacobs off Instagram. You can know him as the Gold Yeller. The Gold Yeller, that's me. <laughs> um, how you doing today? Really good. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing great. Yeah, we're both really good. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm just going to get right into it. So... Uh, I saw a couple things on your Instagram that you got a whole gift basket from the, the Lego Masters show. So, do you think you you have you been in talking with Fox that you can try to get on the show next season? I mean, they reached out to me um, last season, and we we got pretty far in the interview process, but um, but for whatever reason, I wasn't one of the ones picked to go down there, and so uh, they just sent me like a. I don't know, a little gift package or whatever for me to unbox on, on like my Instagram. And so, and that's pretty much the only contact I've had with them since. So I don't know. I I didn't apply for it this, this time. There was a producer that reached out to me last time. And this time I, w- I've just been so busy that I didn't even, I just kind of spaced it. So I don't think I'll be on this next season, but everybody always asks me that they're like, are you going to be on Lego masters? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, well, it's super interesting because, like, you guys, if you look at the, like, you watch, did you watch the show? I'm guessing you did. I watched, like, the first episode and then I watched the last episode. I, I didn't catch any of the in between. Yeah. So, I mean, just like their buildings, like, they, uh, you know, they build these grand, big creations and you're more of, like, you know, flat and recreating scenes. So, just if you did make the show, did you think you could uh, compete with the scale that they were working with? Yeah, well, I actually have a buddy who really wants me to go on with him, who's who helps me with the with building stuff now. Like we build on a bigger scale, and he's just got kind of that Lego mind. Like the guy like dreams and like how he can make different like buildings and things like that. And and he's like he's just he's got that mind, like kind of that engineering type mind. And mine's just more like artsy fartsy creative type person where i'm like how can i make this into a movie yeah that seems like it could be a, a good combo actually so maybe yeah we'll i think it, I, seasons. if if we ever make it on i think i think we'll go pretty far in it but uh we'll we'll see so have you always been into like stop animation and just happened to start doing it with legos and then uh, gain a following Honestly, I, 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 it was just kind of like something that I was always fascinated by. And probably about five years ago, I tried making my first one and it was terrible. And then I started making a few more and, and getting better at it. And then I would make like little Breaking Bad clips. And I think I tagged Breaking Bad. I, I must have done the right hashtag because some of the actors from the show found them on Instagram back when I probably had like, 300 followers and and they started sharing them and i was just like what is going on these are like actual actors from the show and then i started getting a little bit of a following that way and then i started kind of looking into like what how to grow on social media and 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 things of that nature but it really wasn't until i switched to sports that it like exploded and like i think it was like the first video that i did in sports um was shared by the athlete that i made it after and then after mm-hmm. that, I, the next week, I made a Tiger Woods one that just went like crazy viral. And then all of a sudden, my life was different. 
yeah. that that's like that's awesome so what made the what like what what did you decide to switch from breaking bad to you know, like in movies and stuff to then sports like what what made the switch so so it was daniel moncada was was the main actor he's one of the like assassins and it's and it's him and his cousin um and they both encouraged me to keep making them they're like this is awesome even though they really weren't that good like looking back on them they're kind of cringeworthy for me because i didn't know what i was doing and and so like had he not said that i probably wouldn't have kept doing this I, it was just kind of something that i tried and but he was like you have to keep doing these and so i just kept doing them while that show was going on and then once that show ended i was like i'm actually getting pretty good at these like i want to keep doing these but i was just making them on my phone and then posting them to instagram and and i don't even know how big of a following i had at that point i probably thousand followers or something and then when the tiger Woods at the masters went viral it was just like all over the world and i was getting like interviewed in australia and like just it was everywhere and and i and i've i've experienced that kind of virality a few times since then but i'll never forget when it first just like exploded and and it started in like the uk i started getting like dms and i, and I didn't even know what a dm was at the time because <laughs> i was you know i was just i just put like pictures of my family on my instagram and it really wasn't like i was trying to grow anything or build a business out of this and so once um, the Big Ten Network reached out and like Pinehurst Resort and Bleacher Report, then I was like, I got to figure out how to actually do this. So, uh, so I bought like professional software to do it. And I, and I had a nice camera that I used, but I still had no idea what I was doing. And, and, and I just kind of, you know, had to figure it out really fast. And it all kind of came at me pretty quick. And I was still trying to like manage my day job. And then about a year into that, I finally was like, I think it was the golf channel that reached out and wanted me to do some stuff for the British open. And I was like, this is enough money that we can kind of make the leap. Cause I, you know, I I'm providing for a family of five. There's, I've got three kids and a wife and, and my wife doesn't work. She stays home with the kids. And so I, I was, it was kind of tight at first, but I was like, if I don't do this, I'm going to look back with regret. I know I will. And so I, I just kind of jumped in with both feet and uh, I've been doing it like I guess you could say professionally for like three years now. Uh, it's pretty awesome that you're yeah, able that to is, turn that into a career. Exactly. Yeah. It's something you just like picked up and then found out you love doing. So that's, that's really cool. I really had no idea how to turn it into a career to be honest. Like I, <laughs> I remember my dad said to me, he's like, when, when sports center first interviewed me, he was like, well, it's too bad that you can't, monetize this and make money and i was like dad i just got interviewed on sports center like i think i could figure <laughs> out a way to like they wanted to talk to me like i'm like a beer league hockey player and like sports centers wanting to interview interview me i'm like this has so much attention right now that i will figure a way out and that was when like big companies were reaching out and and so i just kind of kept raising my price i mean i started out pretty humble and and now it's like I have like a studio downtown where I just kind of go to and that's where I go to create and, and just kind of the opportunities that have come from it have been nuts to like being able to go to like the NBA finals and like the Daytona 500 and the U S open and getting to take my mom to that. And she's like a huge tennis fan. So that was like 
so cool to be able to do. And, and just all of the things that have come from it. I'm like, this is crazy. I can't believe that this is my life. Yeah. I, I was actually going to ask about the NBA finals. So did the Warriors just like hook you up with tickets after you made a video for them? Yeah. They, I don't remember how we got in contact with each other. I had done some stuff for the Utah jazz or no, maybe I did stuff for golden state before when I, when I did the NBA finals stuff for bleacher report, that was early, early on. And I think, and, and golden state was always in the finals. And so I think they probably saw my stuff that way. Um, and yeah, last year they reached out or I don't remember how it all came about, but, um, yeah, I was able to go to the finals with my cousin and we're both, we both grew up in Canada. So we were Raptors fans, obviously, because that's the only Canadian team. And so to be able to go to like Oracle arena for like one of the last games ever played in that, in that place and be able to see the Raptors win was just like, it was crazy. I was, we, we looked at like how much the tickets were going for that the, oh, yeah. that the Warriors had given us. And we were like, dude, these things are like four grand a piece. Like we could sell <laughs> these. We're already in, like we're already in Oakland and we're, we're kind of joking about it. Cause we, you know, we wanted to go. We're like, this is the experience. Like the, it's, it wouldn't even be worth the money. Like if we would have turned around and sold them, not went, we, we would have regretted it forever. Oh yeah. Definitely. Especially yeah, when, exactly. after the Raptors win. It's funny how they gave you tickets to come root against their home team. So we were low key the court. not cheering. Like we didn't, we weren't wearing any <laughs> Raptors gear, but then uh-huh. funny thing was like after they won, um, all, there was a bunch of Canadians that were there. And so uh-huh. all the Canadians kind of congregated right around center court, like up in the stands. And then the like security guards were trying to kick us out, but we weren't ready to leave yet. And, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like all the Canadians broke into singing Oh Canada. And I just got like goosebumps and I'm like screaming, like singing at the top of my lungs, Oh Canada. And, and it ended up being on like sports center and it was just, I don't know. It was just funny. And like, I've got video of it where like the security guards are trying to kick us out and we're all just singing <laughs> Oh Canada, like celebrating, which is kind of like a douchey move. If like thinking back on it, I'm like, that was kind of like, that wasn't that cool. Like imagine if, the Americans went up to Toronto and started singing like the star spangled banner after they won. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it wasn't very Canadian of us. Like it wasn't very (laughs) polite, but at the same time you just kind of get caught up in that moment. And and the same thing happened when I went to the U S open and Bianca Andreescu beat Serena Williams. When, when Bianca was getting interviewed on ESPN, all the Canadians just broke out to sing in O Canada. I'm like, here we go again. (laughs) it's just kind of become our thing and i must be the good luck charm like the canadian government should be sending me to all these events where where the canadians have a chance to to beat the americans even though (laughs) you know it's it's really um i guess in hockey that maybe they should start sending me to hockey games so that a canadian team can win the stanley cup again yeah Yeah, i mean you're talking uh you're saying oh it's kind of like it is like it's not really that douchey move, just because it's you know you're in a historic moment. You just remember, guys, you guys were in the field, you know, in your fields. You guys are ready, ready right? But looking back on it, it's kind of like it was like when, <laughs> well, like when KD goes down and they start booing him, you know, or they or they started cheering when it was in right. Toronto. I was like, oh, yeah, guys, yeah. that's not a good look. Let's let's uh, yeah. and granted, it was probably only a few people that were doing that, 
but still hmm. like it was yeah it, that wasn't very canadian moment either we, we're hmm. we're known for being more polite <laughs> uh a few years ago brady and i went to a a Wizards Raptors playoff game and I remember there was like a whole section of Toronto fans there and like when Canada came on they were all singing I just remember thinking like wow these guys like they're passionate sports fans yeah, yeah they and showed it's, up and it's, in DC that's not it, close right it's it's crazy to see like it was like I and then talking to like some of the fans afterwards that were all from Canada they they were from all over Canada as well like there was people from Vancouver there was people from like parts of Alberta and like Manitoba and Toronto. Like I thought it would just be Toronto people that were there, but it was like all across Canada. I was talking to these people. I was like, this is crazy. You guys came down just for this. And they're like, yeah, it's cheaper to go to this game than it is to go up in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, so back, but which like project do you think has taken like the most time to animate? The golf ones take the most time. Like the Jordan Spieth one that I just did took uh, over 100 hours just for wow. that 30-second wow. clip. Yeah, I mean, wow. you, you go through all the details. You have, like, the, you have the faces move, too, and, like, how the ball moves. So it's, it's super impressive how you do it. So, I mean, I yeah, guess I mean, that makes they, sense. It takes 100 hours. They didn't used to take that long, to be honest. Like the Tiger Woods one that I did that was like one of my most viral videos to date probably took me like four hours because I was just making it on my phone and like I wasn't really using the software that I use now. I wasn't like doing a lot of the things that I've kind of picked up over the years, but now they just like even just the setup just takes a long time. Like it's it's gotten to the point where I actually will hire stuff out where I'm like, Hey, let me pay you to make this stuff so that I can focus on the actual creation and and the and the video. Um, so it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard for me to let stuff go, but when I have people that I can trust that I know they're going to do a better job making stuff than I am, then it's then it's easier for me to just say, "Here, I'll, I'm just going to pay you. I'm just going to put this into the budget of what I'm even charging for this film." And then it, it, it's kind of it's made it's made my life a lot easier. Yeah, that's good. Like divide and conquer, pretty much. That's right. Uh, so what? This just quick uh, another one. So which which was the longest to build? Like physically build the the, the Lego. I. Th so we just the the one that took the longest is one that hasn't been released yet. Um, it's oh, for okay. it's it's a music one actually. It's for a pretty oh. big artist. Um, that I I can't even talk about it yet. But uh, yeah. that's, that's one that has taken the longest just because there was like multiple sets that we had to build for that. And so it, it, that was probably the longest as far as building goes. Do you ever get like frustrated with a project, like feeling like it's taking too long for such a short clip? Not really. I like it's just it just kind of comes with the territory. Like I just kind of know like how fast I can turn, th turn things around. Like with the the NFL ES, EA sports thing I just did. I only had like four days to turn that around. And, and usually these things take like, you know, 40 to 50 hours for, for a piece like that. It takes a long time. So to cram that into like three and a half days, it's just a lot of like long hours. But um, typically I have more time to do it. This was just one that I had to turn around really quick. And I was like, 
you know, I want to work with the NFL. I want to work with EA sports places like that. I get excited to do stuff with, and, and they gave me a lot of creative freedom to do kind of what I wanted to do. And, and it's just so nice to work with companies like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. That's really cool. Um, so how do you get like the, I mean, I'm sure you just get them online, but, uh, with all the custom, like the shooters of the basketball players, they, cause they haven't made those in a couple of, like, like t- at least 10 years. So do you have like a custom printing or do you just order them online? So I, I order the actual minifigures online. Um, there's another place called Bricks and Minifigs that I could, I get some stuff from them. It's just a store. It's like a franchise. It's all over the place, but we have one where I live. Um, and I'll get stuff from them sometimes, but a lot of stuff I'll order online and then I just customize it. So I, I have a graphic designer and she, and she's kind of helped me from from when Bleacher Report first reached out and was like, hey, we want you to make NBA final stuff. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And she's like my cousin's wife. And so she happened to be at our home when this was happening. And she's like, I think I could probably do that. And she's just who I've used forever now and so anytime i'm like okay i have to customize this and she'll just do up the jerseys for me and then i just come out i mean i'm sure there's an easier way for me to do it but i don't know if i'm just a glutton for punishment and i (laughs) and i just have to do things the hard way but i know that i can do it that way and so that's just kind of how i keep doing it and i I, maybe i i mean i'm i'm sure there's ways that i could uh make this make this go a lot faster Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, I, it's oh. nice to you know do it do what's comfortable, right? Uh, now, would you say that most of your projects are like companies asking you to make stuff, or like you thinking or seeing a uh, something happen in a game and saying that I want to make that scene recreate it? So usually, those are my most viral videos, or the ones where I'm like, I'm gonna make that, like the mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard shot. I was like, I'm gonna make that, but at the time, I was doing stuff for the Golden State Warriors. And so I was like, oh, they're going to play them. You know, they ended up playing them in the (laughs) finals. And so I was like, I had to kind of shelf that and put it off until I was done doing stuff with Golden State. And then once I got back from Oakland, I was like, I'm going to make that. And I did the same thing with the Damian Lillard shot. I was like, I'm going to recreate that. And those are two that went really viral for me. You know, like it it took on Instagram, it took me like seven years to to get up to like 10,000 followers. And then the day that I got to 10,000 followers, I think I got like 12,000 more followers that day because it was the Damian Lillard shot that Portland Uh had shared out and Bleacher Report and ESPN, like everybody's sharing it out. And so it's giving me a ton of traffic coming my way. But I was just like, why did this take me so long to get that many followers? And then I get that in a day. Like it's, it was almost frustrating where I was like, why are there, why is there so many coming now? And it took so long to even get to that point where, and all I wanted was that stupid swipe up feature on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. With the link, you don't have that either. So, right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That was the only reason I wanted 10,000 followers. And now, now I'm like, (laughs) I don't even really use it that much. So you can't like predict which clips are going to go viral. There's just like an element of randomness to it. There's, there is a little bit. Usually I know when something's going to do pretty well, but, but even with like the, I thought the Damian Lillard one would do really well right off the bat and it didn't, it -hmm. took like two weeks for that clip to go viral. And usually I'm like, I got to turn this around now because I got to do it while it's relevant. Um, but Portland ended up sharing it 
like two weeks later. And as soon as the trailblazers shared, I mean, it depends on who shares it really. Like if I get it, if I get the right person sharing it, then it just goes viral. So, so I can kind of predict based off of like who's sharing it. Like as soon as ESPN shares something or bleacher report, it's I'm usually like, Oh, here we go again. It's usually ESPN that'll share it first. And then, but sometimes it's like CBS sports. Like it really depends on the piece too. Like if it's golf, it's more like CBS sports, but if it's like basketball, typically that's sports center that picks it up and, and like sports center follows me on Instagram now. So I think they see more of my stuff. And so like, mm-hmm. even in the last like few months, they've shared like videos that I've done two times. So it, I mean, that w- that's just been kind of crazy too. Like some of the stuff that they'll share are videos that I made like years ago, but they'll share it out years later and it and it gets me another huge like influx of followers that come in but i mean it's not just about the followers and like those are just vanity metrics for me like i really don't care how many followers i get but i know that with that like when you have a bigger following like it's just a clout thing and people are like oh we should work with this guy because he's got this this amount of followers but it's really I'm really yeah. just like, I don't like try and game it to where I'm like, how many followers can I get? You know, sometimes I'm like, I know what comes with that. I know how many DMs that I have to respond to when I have that many followers. And I'm like, it almost gives me anxiety where I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily like, I've become more introverted. I used to be a lot more extroverted, but I, I don't know. I guess playing with Lego by yourself in your studio makes you more of an introvert. <laughs> Did well, you have uh, people that like flood your DMs asking you to make specific moments? Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> I, I get so many of those, and, <laughs> and and I try to respond to all of them. Some I just can't get to, and I'm just like, uh-huh. and by the time I get to them, I'm like, they're gonna forget that they even sent this DM. But right. for yeah. the most part, like I try to kind of, I don't know. The bigger that I get, the more I'm like, I can't get to all of these like it'll take me like two weeks to comb through dms um but it's you know and everybody that's the thing is everybody's got access to you you know it's Mm -hmm. not like on twitter where you have to be following them back like on instagram anybody can slide into the dms and it's just you know it's you i have to be guarded with my time as well where i kind of have to manage that and and what's going to be you know something that that is worth my time because my time's more valuable now well that thanks then thanks for coming like thanks for coming on here because that's how i did it i uh i saw you on house of highlights and then i was like you know they'd be great for the podcast so no i love coming on podcasts and i I actually admire when people have podcasts especially the way that you guys are set up you know where you're not even in the same place and you can interview whoever you want to like that's what you guys should be doing more of that like you should be reaching out to even people that you don't think that you can get on your podcast you may hit up like 10 of those types of people and you might only get one but it's still like it that's the thing is you have access to anybody even some of the like professional athletes that will dm me i'm like you want to talk to me like i'm a fan <laughs> of you you know and it, it's just kind of it's kind of weird, but yeah, no, I, I always love doing podcasts. I try, I try not to turn down podcasts unless I'm like, I really don't have time for this. Yeah. We appreciate it a lot. I mean, we've definitely asked a lot of people or invited a lot of people to come on and success rate isn't great. 
people well, actually responding and coming on. And, and the bigger that you guys get, the more it's the same thing. It's that clout that we were talking about. Like the more, exactly. the more you do it and the bigger the guests that you get, then people are like, Oh, these guys have had so-and-so on. I should go on their podcast, you know? And it's just, it really only takes like one piece of content to kind of change. I mean, that's what happened to me. It was, it was one piece of content and, but then it was another piece of content, you know, and it just kind of gradually, it's not something where I'm like, Oh, I'm, I finally made it, you know, like you're always yeah. trying to figure out like w what, what you're going for, what you want to do. And, and you're like social media, like the algorithms change and it's just like, okay, well now how do I stay relevant? And that's, that's really like what it is. You're like, I, I got to stay relevant. So, I mean, if people are asking me to come on their podcast, typically I say, yes, I, I really don't turn down a ton of podcasts because I think it's cool that you guys have figured out this space. And, and it's, a I mean, really it's about consistency and the fact that you guys are consistent in what you're doing. I, th I think that's going, eventually it'll get to the point where people are asking you to be on the podcast. Like if you're consistent in what you do, like that, that stuff just comes. Mm -hmm. Well, we appreciate, yeah, we appreciate the, uh, the advice and the, the compliments. So thank you. Uh, let, let's get back to, uh, some of the questions is, uh, so do you have like a, a favorite project in mind? Like, not really. I think, I think pretty much every project I finished last is becomes my favorite. Um, I really liked doing that Jordan Spieth one that I did. And I liked that the PGA tour, like got his reaction to it. And then it ended up being like on the Sunday broadcast. Like, I don't even think the PGA tour was expecting it to be on CBS sports and having them show it, but there was a rain delay, which was fortuitous for me because then all of a sudden I'm watching the tournament and, and then Jordan Spieth is reacting to his like Lego recreation. So I, just things like that are just moments where I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, it's it's just so cool. Yeah, it's definitely. I bet it's definitely cool to see like your clips on, uh, on things that are that big and like seeing people make them for react to it. Uh, yeah, it, it never gets old. Yeah. Uh, so I read. I think it was on the U.S. Open website. The article they did about you that you were used to be a wannabe rapper. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> add text. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where the name Gold Yeller came from, actually. Um, I, that's, and that's kind of, that was kind of my introduction to like YouTube, to social media in general. Um, I would mm -hmm. put, we'd make, like, we did this thing called freestyle Friday where it was just me like doing some rap every week. And that was the consistency thing. Like I did it every week for like three years, but, and I would put those on YouTube so that I could get them onto Facebook so that all my friends on Facebook could see it. And then they would like rap in the comments um, but yeah, I, I thought I was going to be some gangster rapper that grew up in Canada, you know, and not, not really a gangster rapper, but that's what I grew up listening to. So that was kind of my style. Right. So I made like one, um, gangster rap video about farming. It was called farm boy flow <laughs> and it got like 3000 views on YouTube. And so I was like, uh, I don't, maybe people don't want to see me rap. And, and I don't know what it was like. <laughs> Maybe it'll be something that blows up like 20 years from now. Who knows? Or it'll just be some cringeworthy thing that I watch. But um, yeah, it started out where I legit, like my poor wife, she, I don't know why she, 
she was probably i don't even know what she was thinking she's probably like this guy thinks he's gonna be a rapper like he's crazy <laughs> like and i was in my mid-30s like it must have just been like a midlife crisis or something actually i think i was in my <laughs> early 30s but looking back on it i'm like man i can't but it's it's that broken road that gets you to where you are you know you're you're yeah. like why did i why did i do that? why did i think that that was what my career path was going to be i'm so glad that it didn't work out because i like <laughs> look, think about it now like think of, you can't even go on tour if you're in the yeah. music business you know what i mean like this it would be crazy yeah. right now and you'd be like what did i why did i work this hard for so many years to to get to the point where i can't even make any money mm -hmm. i'll have to go back and watch that video yeah Farm i Boy think Flo, i gotta watch he said. oh yeah farm yeah, boy flow it's Flo. a good one put uh, put that yeah, one, put that one in your queue <laughs> all right you'll get do a you good still rap at all that. yeah do you still um, rap a little bit not as much as i used to i used to i used to travel a lot for my old job and so like a lot of those places i would drive to like i'd drive to portland or i'd drive down to like southern california and so it would just be me in the car listening to like shade 45 on on like on satellite radio and you know i just was always coming up with rhymes that was just that was sort of a creative outlet for me before i even started doing anything stop motion related um i've always just kind of been artsy like that like just kind of oh the wheels are always spinning and and i you know i was i was decent at it it's not like i was bad at it um but i don't know it was it was kind of like why was that what i thought that i was gonna do you know you i think you just think you're gonna be famous and then when you get fame you're like i don't know if i really want this yeah <laughs> i mean it's it definitely worked out where you want to be now so that's good yeah and the kind of fame that i have now is a lot better than if i would have been a white rapper from canada fame <laughs> like there's just so much more negativity that comes in in the rap game than in the lego game let's put it that way <laughs> yeah yeah, I think, I think you ever have people that that do like try to roast you for Lego stuff because I can't imagine there's that many people that would criticize. So it. at first, yes, I I think Barstool Sports was the first place okay. that, that tried to roast me, and it was just people like basically saying that I'm probably a virgin that does that in his basement, and I'm like, uh -huh. dude, I've I've got kids, like I've got a wife and kids, <laughs> so like like I don't care what you think about me. I just thought it was kind of funny. Barstool was yeah. actually this was like early on Barstool where they were kind of like they were super gritty and it was i was like wow like the people that follow these guys are uh pretty gnarly um but <laughs> it, they've, they've kind of evolved and i just thought it was kind of funny um but yeah no nobody really tries to roast me most people respect it and i think like kind of knowing what goes into it it gets respect as well but people love it like people that i never thought would ever reach out to me have reached out to me on stuff where i'm like you guys even i don't even know how you guys know who i am like this is just crazy like the internet has changed the game for sure yeah definitely yeah that's awesome to hear because like i mean it takes so much work and dedication there's, there's nothing they can do to, to put you get down for what you do well and the, and the thing about it is is i'm like like the older i get the more like the less i care what people think about me you know what i mean like i'm just like yeah yeah i mean you can think what you want like it's not going to change like and even that word influencer it's kind of a cringe worthy word where i'm like anytime somebody tries to call me that i'm like 
dude, I'm not an influencer. Like the only people I really have influence over are my kids, you know, and that's all that's, yeah. those are the only people I really want to have influence over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're also not the tip, like what you would think of. If you say influencer, you think of some like 20, 20, 21 year old kid right. that's just taking videos of themselves, like talking about their day. And yeah, so, it's definitely different. Yeah, it is for sure. The word is your changed. content. Yeah, I think your content has a lot more like pride in it. Yeah, it's a Instagram influencer. Right. It's it's I don't know that weird that word for some reason just kind of is like Ugh, I don't want to be called that you know. Like, <laughs> but it, but people will ask me they'll be like what do you do for a living and I'm like uh I I still don't totally know how to say what I do like I'm like a stop motion animator. Like I usually just tell people that I play with Lego for a living and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, Oh, I make stop motion videos. And then it really, you just have to show them. And then once they see it, they're like, Holy cow, you make that, you know? And and people just kind of, especially people that have tried doing stop motion before they know what goes into it. So like you have that, it's the same with like athletes where they have this mutual respect for each other because they know what it took to get to where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that, that's an awesome story. Like that's awesome to about and how, where you've become now um, and how, you know, how the game is where you are with as an influencer. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of Instagram, I saw your, your Instagram story last night. Cause uh, you know, football was happening. Um, so what do you, what do you like better football or basketball? Honestly, like, I think I like college football better than I like the NFL, but um, I'm a big Boise State fan because that's where I live. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're not playing this year just bums me out. Like, I'm just kind of like, why can't we figure this out in a way? Like, why didn't we even try? I, I just don't, I don't totally understand. And now, and now that it looks like the Big Ten is going to come back, it's kind of like, finally, are we going to make a comeback? But it, I don't know. I, I used to be super into college football, but this year kind of just bummed me out um, to the point where I'm almost like, who do I cheer for? Like BYU is like the only team out West. Like if, mm-hmm. if I'm going to cheer for a team out West and I hate BYU, you know, that that's become our rival. And I'm like, that's yeah. who I have to cheer for this year. You know, so it's kind of like, I mean, I don't, I guess, I guess I wouldn't say I hate them. I've warmed up to them a little bit. I know a lot of people over there now, um, just kind of over the years, but, um, you know, that's our rival and I, I don't really want to have to cheer for them. Like I, I, I was really looking forward to Boise state playing Florida state. Like that was like the biggest school that was going to come to Boise. So it was just, everything was lining up and it was, it was super cool. And, and now I'm just kind of like, uh, do I like basketball better now? Um, and the, and the NCAA tournament supposed to come here, um, next year. So hopefully that still happens and we get to see that because last time it came here, I got to be like a locker room attendant to where I'm like Hello. the people, I'm the person keeping the media out of the locker room after they win. So we're like, I'm like seeing like Gonzaga Whoa. go into the locker room and like celebrate. And I'm right there. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is so That's cool. Awesome. And March madness is one of my favorite times of year. So I would say I, I lean a little bit more towards basketball just because that's what I grew up playing. And I was too skinny for them to put me on the football team. So I guess I 
hold a little bit of a grudge towards football, but I, I really do love watching football, but I would say I'm more college football than I am NFL. And I think that's just because of where I live and the demographic. Mm-hmm. Oh but yeah. I, that makes- I'd say basketball. Let's say basketball for now. <laughs> Definitive answer. Yeah. Basketball. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with. Hockey's my favorite sport. Um, okay. But it just, I mean, it doesn't have as much attention as like basketball and football. So if it's, if it's something that I'm just going to make on my own, yeah, I, I would love to make hockey stuff. But um, if it's something that I need to get attention for, it's probably going to be football or basketball. Who's your NHL team? The Edmonton Oilers are who I grew up cheering for. But I grew okay. up in Calgary, so that was kind of, you know, it's like their bitter rival. And yeah. that was the city that I grew up in. My whole family were Flames fans, and I, I liked the Edmonton Oilers because that was back when they were winning Stanley Cups every other year, it seemed like. Yeah. I mean, you got McDavid. Do you think that they could put a roster around him that could win a cup? Honestly, I think if they didn't have the whole bubble thing, I think Edmonton would have went a lot further. The fact that they got like ousted in the first round in a five-game series, I just don't think they were ready for Chicago. You know, I think they overlooked them and yeah you would think that having mcdavid and drysidel like the two top scorers in the league you'd think that that's a no-brainer that they're at least in the western conference finals every year but it's cool to see dallas in there because i actually work for the minor league hockey team here the idaho steelheads i do um i do color commentating and so it's cool dallas is our nhl affiliate so it's cool to see guys that, you know, played for us that are playing up there now. And, and it's just kind of like our, our, one of our old coaches is the assistant coach there. So to see them go to the Stanley cup finals and see them like celebrating like that, that was just really cool to see. But um, I don't know, hopefully Dallas wins the whole thing. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to get Tampa in the final, I would think. And yeah, Tampa's- that's, that's going to be tough. Tampa looks really good. Yeah, and they've had so many years where they've had, you know, they've failed in the playoffs. They remind me a little bit of the Capitals. That's who I root for. So yeah. many years where they were the top team in hockey and couldn't get it done in the playoffs. And one year, all of a sudden, it just clicks. That's kind of what Tampa reminds me of this year. Well, and that was, it was cool for me to see the Capitals win just because uh, Jay Beagle played for us, at, for the mm-hmm. Steelheads. And he, he actually okay. won a championship for us. And then he ended up winning in the AHL as well. I think he's the only player that's ever won the yeah, Kelly Cup, the Calder Cup, and the and the. Uh, he might have even won in juniors. I don't even remember, but I think he's the one who has the trifecta. I think he's the only guy. Yeah, we miss him now. Yeah, oh Vancouver. for sure. Yeah, and he's he, awesome for us. He did. He did really well in Vancouver too. Like he took them pretty far. Yeah. So on your Instagram story today, you were what were you guys doing? Painting the ice. Yeah, so we were painting the ice. I just kind of, um, they were. I w- I went and st- stopped by the rink because I like I only work there on game nights. Like I, I don't actually work there. It's just it's like a volunteer thing that I do, and it's kind of oh, over gosh. the like I've I've been there for like seventeen seasons, and and now over the last like five seasons is is when I've been doing color commentating, and I really just did that to fill in for somebody once because our play-by-play guy was having a baby and so his color guy did play-by-play and he was like hey do you want to do come do color for me and I was like sure and I thought it was just a one-time thing that I would never do again but they liked me and so they're like 
hey, do you want to do this more? And I was like, yeah, maybe. And at first I was a little hesitant because I was like, I don't really know what if I have that much to say. But I did. And now I love it. Now it's like one of my favorite things to do. So for the season to get ended so abruptly, and we had a really good team this year, and I think we were going to make a deep run in the playoffs, if not win the whole thing. So it was, it was kind of just one of those special teams where you're like, this team is clicking on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders, whatever they say. Um, but th- that's kind of what it felt like. So it was, it, I got bummed out from a lot of things that happened because, because of the, the pandemic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, uh, that really sucks, but that, that's awesome. Like it's that, it just proves that it's all about connections, you know, oh, it's all about, sure. who you know, and that kid was having, I mean, that guy was having a baby. So now he, now you step in and now look at you. Well, and, and that's what I used to hear all the time. It wasn't what you know, it's who you know. But now it's not even that. Like, I think the internet has changed it to it's not who you know, it's who knows you. So mm-hmm. if, if people yeah. know who you are, then that's kind of, that's that magic. That's, that's where the magic happens is, is that, that's where you'll start seeing things where you're like, I can't believe that this is my life. And it's all because of who knows who you are. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it changed the way that it did, but um but it's cool you know it, and it's and it's and i've taken full advantage of it all right i uh i just have one last question i'm just wondering what's a typical day like for you you know what now that tiktok is like i kind of got into tiktok the last like four months and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's starting to become like my favorite platform to create for and and i just kind of it's it's a little bit more freeing where I don't have to feel like it's as it doesn't have to be as polished as Instagram does. And I can just kind of throw things at the wall and see what sticks. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, a typical day, it, it really depends. If, if I don't have anything going on, then I'm just creating for myself. You know, I'm just making something, maybe making like an NBA basketball court out of Lego or something like that where I'm just kind of like trying to figure out what do I want to do next. But lately it's been kind of busy. Um, after the NFL project, I was kind of like, I need to take a little break. So I've been golfing a lot. Um, I don't, I don't know why I've gotten so into golf, but I just love it. I actually got to end up because of what I do. I got to go golfing with Kevin Naw right before the oh, wow. pandemic hit. Wow. We were down in Vegas and I was just like, I, I, just it's just so weird to me that I'm golfing with like these PGA professionals and like I'm not even a really good golfer like it, it's just <laughs> kind of so we can hang out and I'm like this is so cool and it just keeps getting better uh, but um I mean we'll see we'll see where it goes it's kind of a weird time that we're living in right now hopefully we get mm-hmm. back to some sense of normalcy and we're allowed to shake people's hands again someday and then look people in the eye it feels like yeah. everyone's more <laughs> antisocial now and you're not allowed to oh, yeah. like even talk close to people. So it's, uh, I don't know. Hopefully the madness dies down soon and uh, we go back to some common sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, when you're playing golf with Kevin Nod, does that like stress you out? Like, do you feel the need to impress him? No, not at all. <laughs> I, we, I, we actually, I convinced him to play from the white tees, which are like the forward okay. tees. So I'm like, can we play from the white tees? And he's like, I've never played from the white tees. He's like, sure. Why not? And he was the nicest guy. And just like, like when you think of golf, you think kind of like your typical golfers, like this pompous, arrogant prick. 
and mm -hmm. it wasn't like that at all like he was so cool granted we were at like some fancy country club you know so you kind of have to like make it look you have to kind of look the part but like i look like i'm homeless you know what i mean i've got like a beard <laughs> and long hair and people are probably just like who let this guy into the course oh he's a friend of kevin's okay he's good you know so <laughs> it's it's a uh, I, I didn't feel the need to impress him at all because I'm sure he's played in pro-ams before where he's played with crappy golfers. And I, and I'm I'm okay at golf. Like, I was able to bring my cousin with me as well. And my cousin's way better than I am. But I, you know, I'm pretty decent. Like, I can hold my own. And I usually play up to a higher level when I'm playing with really good golfers. Like, I take it a little more serious. But I don't even mm -hmm. keep score. Like, I'm just there to have fun. I Like, I... Right. There's... I don't even care. Like I don't, I don't make it competitive. <laughs> I'm not like putting bets on every hole. And like some people that I play with, they're like super competitive with golf and, and it's not fun for them unless there's like money on the line. And I'm not that way at all. I'm just kind of like, I just want to be outside and like swinging the club. And I think the older I get, the more I get into the sport of golf and then being able to do stuff with the PGA tour just makes it even cooler where I'm just like, making lego golf stuff and it's just yeah it's awesome life's really good right now that's awesome yeah uh, having that connection with the pga tour is going to help you when like when you stop doing content and you have a ton of free time then it's just you oh, golf yeah. all the time right and it, and it may even be something like i may not do stop motion for the rest of my life it may get into the point where i'm doing like content creation and even having like the ties to the hockey team where i you know i have some media experience where i'm on tv and radio all the time like it, that may be something that i transition into where i'm doing stuff where where you know i'm going and like showing like um coach rusty right now is he's at the he's an instagram guy and he's at the he's at winged foot right now doing content for, for the U S open. And I'm just like, that could be me someday. Like who's to say that that's not going to be me. If people like my personality and they, and they like the content that I put out there, I've started putting myself out there a little bit more before I was kind of like, I don't necessarily want everybody knowing who I am and like stopping me in the street. And, and it's, it's, I've only been stopped in the street maybe 10 times in my life. But every time it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's actually not that weird. I'm like, this is, this is kind of cool. Like if every, like if I was Casey Neistat and everybody's coming at me all the time, <laughs> then that would get a little annoying. But, um, I kind of like just being low key lit as the kids say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I noticed that when you, you were doing some of your older videos, you, you were building with the, with a mask on. I was like, Oh yeah. Coming out of his coming out of that a little bit yeah oh for sure yeah I've, I've definitely come out of my shell and i'm i've kind of embraced it and i'm just kind of like yeah this is me this is this is all of me that's awesome um so my last question is uh do your kids have their own legos that they play with oh they have so many it's <laughs> it's it's disgusting it really is <laughs> like i'll i'll go to places like bricks and minifigs and and it's kind of like a play it against sports of lego so like you can buy used lego and i can like go through all these bins and they kind of give me free reign on that place mm -hmm. because like we it, it almost feels like we've come up together like if it weren't for them i wouldn't be doing what i do because i remember when the tiger woods went went viral i was like i need to make another one 
um, can I borrow some Lego? Cause I didn't even own Lego at the time. Like I was borrowing it from the kid down the street and from my nephews, you know, I it's Lego's expensive. Wow. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. They are expensive. They're so expensive, but yeah, my kids, like it's sickening how many Lego <laughs> my kids have. And we actually just went through my nine-year-old son. Well, he'll, he'll be nine next, next week. Um, we went through all of his Lego stuff and he like, we're, we're cleaning it out and like putting most of it back into like dad's collection. Cause he, they just kind yeah. of pillage whatever I bring home and they're like, Oh, I want this. I want this. I want this. And I'm like, well, I got that for myself, but I, I guess you guys can use it. Cause I'm not using it right now, <laughs> but, but yeah, they, <laughs> they've, they've toned it down a little bit, but they still have like a crazy amount of Lego more than I thought that we would ever be able to afford. But like having budgets where you can like, just go and spend it all on Lego. You're like, this is my Lego budget. Like that's never something that I thought I would ever utter from my mouth that I have a Lego <laughs> budget, you know, of thousands yeah. of dollars where I'm like, I have to spend this on Lego because it's in the right. budget. Have that's you ever had a moment where you're like, uh, you're like the dad from the Lego movie where you have to tell your kids everything's off limits for now. <laughs> and this is dad's stuff. I did. I did it first. Um, I don't now. I, I, huh. I've got, it's, it's so abundant now that I'm just like, like if kids come to my studio, like, for, like if I have like friends that have their, like their kids there, I'm just like, Hey, do you guys want something? Like, just go ahead. Like, I'll just bring them out like buckets where I'm like, hey, I haven't sifted through all of this. Um, you guys can just take whatever you want. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and to uh, be yeah. able to have that is just like, if I was a kid and I, and somebody told me that I'd be like, this is the best place in the world. Like, I, just, <laughs> I just get to go through this and take whatever I want. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's just, a, <laughs> it's a weird thing, but it's, it's, it's so cool. I, like, I, I never thought I would like, I just feel blessed, you know, where it's just like this, this just keeps getting cooler and cooler. And, and like some of the custom figures I can make now are just nuts. I'm like, I never they, they thought anyone. that I would have had access to this. And, and there's like, and, and that's part of the creative, problem solving too where i'm like how can i make this person like like montrez harrell i was like i'm gonna make a montrez harrell minifigure you know and 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 i did and then he like shares it all the time and i'm like this is so cool that like the sixth <laughs> man of the year is like sharing stuff that yeah. I need. all right uh i think before we go what's your uh what's your pick for the nba finals who do you think is gonna play and who do you think is gonna win i don't know did the heat did uh did the Celtics just win? Uh, it just went to overtime. Oh, it's in I, overtime. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Heat Clippers, but it's probably gonna be Lakers Celtics. Now that you say it, <laughs> I want. I hope I you're right. Be, I'm a Celtics fan, so I hope I right. want it to be Heat Clippers, but um. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Lakers Celtics, which would be cool too. Like whatever it is, I think it's gonna be. I think it's going to be good, but I think whoever comes out of the West is going to win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, you're probably right on that point. Lakers Celtics. Um, say again. NBA probably wants the Lakers Celtics as well. They oh, I'm sure want they Lakers Celtics. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, hopefully, that Tim Donaghy guy is not still refing, oh, yeah. <laughs> so they can't throw it. But uh, sometimes I think the NBA is rigged. Where I'm just like, of course, it's Celtics Lakers. Like if it. If it ends up being Celtics Lakers, I will think that the NBA is rigged. 
Well, we'll see. They, they uh, we have a that. we have a conspiracy. We'll see tonight that uh, that they of course want L.A. L.A. in the finals, but they they might have risked it by allowing this game seven to happen. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I still remember when LeBron was playing for, I think when he was with Cleveland. I don't think he was with Miami. I don't remember. They played the Pacers, and the Pacers should have won that series. And it was like the worst officiated game I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, that was was like Cleveland. I remember that. They totally swayed that. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way that the Pacers shouldn't have won that series. Yeah. There was some goaltending call that happened and they reversed it and and LeBron ended up in the finals. So, yeah, I still remember that. And I'm just like, this is. This is stupid, but now that Kawhi is on the Clippers, like it's it's kind of cool to see. It would I would have liked to have seen Clippers Raptors in the finals because I think that would have been cool, and then have like the Raptors beat the Clippers in the finals. And but I, I mean, it probably wouldn't have happened. But who knows? Who I mean, Golden State will probably be back in the finals next year if they if they get Antetokounmpo, like. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be game over again. They'll get like a <laughs> yeah, like game a over number one again. draft pick, and then you get Giannis. Like <laughs> it's, it's gonna be domination again. I'll be back out. Back yeah, out be in, stuff you'll be in. Or- actually, not Oracle, but you'll be in. I'll be at the Chase Center, Center or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, awesome. fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like the Galactic Empire if they get Giannis. Oh, it'll be it'll be <laughs> one year off, and then they're back. Yeah, it'll be disgusting. I th- I think they're going to be back regardless because yeah, if they I, get like a high draft pick, which they probably will. Yeah, they got number two. Oh, they do. The lottery's yeah, already they happened. Have number two. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's going to be <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming on, and thanks for all the tips. Yeah, thank awesome. you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Um, so I mean, good luck with everything, and. Uh, well, well, I'll email you afterwards, and uh, we'll have to send you a shirt. For sure, yeah. Awesome. All right. So we'll talk to you later.